Welcome to Toast in the Morning. It is now time to put on your big boy pants. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the adjusted episode. I know you had something to say. Um, Evan messed up our audio last time. No, not at all. Not at all. We had a we had a spicy, juicy episode for you guys. For, a nice forty minute episode right. down the drain. Down the drain. It was done. It's unusable. It was basically forty minutes of Evan yelling about the Mets. Yes. Yeah. Down the drain. Thanks, Pete. Down the drain. Shout out to the technician over here. Pete, shout out to the technician, Pete. Um, yeah, you, you kind of are. But anyways. Anyways. Now, I don't even want to talk about what we talked about last time because I think I'll lose my sanity if we just try and recap the same episode over again. So I think we just move on with life. Okay. How, lost about, it. how about just a quick basketball recap? With quick Go basketball ahead. recap. You talk about what you want to talk Lakers about. are old. Old and stacked. Old and stacked. Stacked and old. They'll probably show up in the playoffs if they're all healthy. Well, they definitely will. Okay, unless a three seed in the West, if they all stay healthy, that's true. That's facts. That's facts. Spencer Dinwiddie's a wizard. Hell yeah! Did you see his bonus? That was like if they one dollar. Yeah, the one dollar. Love it already. I'm really, really excited to see him play. Uh, ben Simmons isn't calling back. Uh, isn't answering uh, just uh, 76ers phone calls. I could see him going to uh, where was I looking at? Golden State. Possibly Portland and getting game to this Philadelphia. If that, if however, you can get that done. You can get that done. You can get Could that work done. Both parties. Yes, that's true. That's true. And is it really? And shout out to Dennis Schroeder, everyone, for uh, screwing up his uh, contract I, of I a lifetime. I the benefit of the doubt. Like maybe he wanted to bet on himself to get even more money, but then it came out that he was shocked that he didn't get like a hundred plus million dollar deal. How can he be so? Like unaware, somebody in his team was probably hyping him up so much. It was like, bro, I guarantee he'll get a hundred million dollars. He's got to fire his agent. Got to, to the yes men all over. Shout out to your yes men. You know, just Let absolutely he better ball in Boston. He yeah. could still get a deal like that. You could, but also, I look really stupid. Look really stupid. Honestly, he probably would have been traded anyway. So, who knows? And uh, Jalen Green balling out. In the summer league, Jellos yeah. I think is going to get a contract with Charlotte. Oh, maybe potentially he could be a decent three and D player coming off yeah. the bench, getting like three minutes a game. That has to Santa Tecumbo style. Exactly, does what he has to do. Garbage He's on the time guy to play with his brother. Why not? Why not? It Why makes, not? It makes sense for Charlotte. Yes, it does. Even yeah. to have him on the G League roster because that's that. It they don't lose anything. It's just Jello. And uh, Lonzo Ball is in Chicago. I guess LeVar was right in the end. All three of his sons are going to be NBA players. I miss well, LeVar. I feel like I haven't seen him in a while. Honestly, I don't. <laughs> I miss him. I don't. See, I don't. He, he had a weird way of portraying it, but he was a caring dad, and he had a lot of energy to him, even though he acted like a bozo a lot of time. He, he knew what he was doing. I he know, got, yeah, he got his true. sons drafted high, uh, had a lot of faith in them, and he was a great father. I, I respect Well, Lonzo. two or three of them. I said Lonzo LeVar. Well, two of the three of them were drafted high. Uh, Jello would have more of an opportunity if he didn't make a stupid decision in college. Well, yeah, he, I think true. he would have been drafted. Well, he would have been drafted. Not sure how high it would have been, but he, he would have been, been, he would he been would drafted. He would have been a second-round pick. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, Garza's been balling out. Luca Garza. Uh, don't know. Bol Bol. Every year this happens where 
uh, where Bol Bol hoops in the summer league, he gets stupid overhyped, and he doesn't play any minutes in the NBA. And like, oh, why isn't he playing? I think they just he has the talent where like I know if you put him in the NBA game, he wouldn't do that great. Mm-hmm. But I think you just got to play him and you got to let him be ass for a little bit to let him reach his potential because his ceiling is ridiculously high as a shooting yeah. seven footer, seven foot three, not even just like, oh, he's tall. He's one of the tallest centers that can pull up from anywhere. So let him be garbage for some time yeah. so that you could have one of the possible. He could be, a, he has star potential. Yeah, no, that's true. That's all I have to say. That's true. That's true. Like it's more likely than not that he's bad when he plays. But let yeah. him be ass and figure it out first. Why not? Why not? Is that really for a basketball discussion? I think it's, I think we had the main points. And Giannis is the second best power forward of all time. That's all we really got. Okay. But going into a lot of football, we're going to be covering a lot of fantasy specifically going into this. We have our league going on. We're going to twenty dollar buy in for fans. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and you you won't see that money back. We'll be covering a lot of our fantasy draft, our picks, our thoughts, some value players, especially I know you're very high on Austin Eckler. That's a random example. I've always been high on him. I remember I picked him a couple years ago thir- in the third round. And as Steel. of and week one Pretty of his too. rookie year, I said Justin Jefferson was going to be the offensive rookie of the year and I think best draft receiver in the draft class. And look where we are now, where he was the offensive rookie of the year with Justin Herbert. And I still think best receiver in that draft class. And the second best player is Tua. And I'll say it again. I'm going to ignore that statement. But he has phenomenal hands, great route running, and good separation. What more could you want? The opposite of Jamar Chase. See, no, it's not opposite. <laughs> this is what we're talking about. People are so shocked. Like, oh, uh, he's struggling to get separation in training camp, which doesn't make sense to me because we know this. Yes, we know exactly. that his biggest knock coming out of college is that he lacks separation and is a mediocre route runner. Which is but well, that's true. He has significantly above average hands and an insane catch radius and is a physical specimen. And that that's why he was drafted so high. Do we not know this? And we know that it's like saying Devontae Smith is struggling to put on weight. We we know these things. Exactly. Uh, Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith are great route runners where Jalen Waddle is not as great maybe as a vertical threat, but he'll absolutely – as Jamar Chase. You tell me he's a better vertical threat than Jamar Chase? Yeah, I don't know. He's like one of the most – he's one of the fastest player in college. I, but Jamar Chase to me is still a better vertical threat. I never said he wasn't a good vertical threat. No. I'm, I'm going to bet on myself like I did Dennis Schroeder. But he's not going to be able to burn guys as easily as he did in college. Him, I think he'll have an easy time doing it. Him, Devontae Smith, and those guys were shit. Were doing rock paper scissors to see who was going to score touchdowns in games because it was that easy for them. Now and when you have Jalen Ramsey, do it in your again. Face, it's not going to be as easy. Well, jokes on you. They don't play against Jalen Ramsey this year, so that's right. I'm right, and you're wrong. Sorry, you're only playing what the Patriots with two Pro Bowl tight end cornerbacks. All right. We'll burn those guys, too. The Jets have no defense, so I'll give you that pass. And the Bills have a... A good defense. Yeah, very good defense. But they'll do it. Anyways. The offense is different this year. Anyway. Saquon is back at practice. Working. He's going to be working to be back week three, which is very exciting. Big Saquon guy. I think if he gets hurt this year or underperforms 
I'm very concerned for his future because he's want a big bag. He's want to get paid with the guys. Contract year. He's gonna get want to get paid up with guys like Camara and be the top. He basically he's gonna get the best contract for a running back in NFL history. Probably like, it doesn't matter. And if he doesn't play, I don't think we can give it to him. Especially like a Super Bowl winning teams. What running backs do they have? Uh, no. ones like the I don't know the last one. What like Terrell Davis? I don't know. Uh, I I I can't remember off the top of my head, honestly. So, I I like I love Saquon to death, and he's a great guy, great player, great locker room presence. I don't think we can pay him twenty plus a year. No, I wouldn't pay him twenty plus a year. I think we'll make a lot of money because of and what, the brand, and they'll probably give him what five six years. Yeah, you lock him up. You lock him up for like four or five years. I would say, yeah. But it's all about health. But he's gonna get that money somewhere. Maybe not in New York, but he'll get that money somewhere. Someone's gonna pay for him, especially with the brand, Saquon. You know, he's a, you know, he's the best specimen to ever come out of college. Athletic specimen. Athletic specimen. But you know, he seems like he's got, he's having that Penn State running back curse. Not yet. Not like he's not like nowhere near as bad as like Kajana Carter was and all those guys. But the thing, but the thing is, it's not the reason a lot of his struggles have been. Well, it's yeah, the it's Giants' fun. fault. Let's be real. Uh, yeah, no, it's, that's true. It's a lack Although, of an offensive yeah. line, poor play, and basically giving him the ball every damn down. He's gonna get hurt. Gonna get hurt. He's a running back. He's getting blasted, and he's honestly shouldn't got hurt more than he is. His ability to recover that high ankle sprain. He came back like four weeks earlier than he should have, because he's just a freak of nature. Exactly. And I hear people call him all. Oh, he's so brittle. He's this, that, the other. He's getting the most touches anybody's seen exactly. and is the entire offense behind the worst offensive line. Yeah. And, and have, have you seen that man? That man has calves for days. Calves. That was quads. And calves. Bigger than your torso. Honestly, he probably has. No, he has calves. Say him and then the, the what's his name from the Packers is massive. Is there? No. Uh, AJ oh, AJ Dillon. That's it. It's ridiculous. Well, who are some other guys you're high on in fantasy? Let's see. Uh, I hate to say it. I say this every year, and Daniel Jones is still going to be a late round pick for me. Okay, you can you can dream. I'm taking him in the last round. All right, I'm taking my boy to it in, in the last round. So, oh, he'll be away. He'll be there. I know. <laughs> Which is why it's going to be a great value for your drafts and no, fantasy. Uh, gotta go with my boy uh, Antonio Gibson from Washington. No Gaskin for you. Gaskins is definitely another one too, but I really like. I, I, want, I, could, I don't want to try. To, I want to try to. Twelve man league, he could slip into that flex slot. I yeah, absolutely. He look, we all know the the strategy when it comes to running backs. Got, hoard them, well, hoard them, but it's also you know you need guys that not just run but they can receive. Antonio Gibson did that, especially and, and, and had a really good tandem last year, especially on a PPR league, which is what we're doing. You want guys like Kamara, Saquon, Gaskin, Sanders. Who come out of the backfield and catch the ball four or five times a game? Exactly, and you can find on Miles Gaskin even later, very late. You can find him in the later round, absolutely. Uh yeah, no, that's that's true. That's true for sure. And uh, I'm always a also well, he's probably gonna draft pretty high, but I'm, always, I'm a big uh, Tyler Boyd guy from uh, Cincinnati. But the problem is now you have Jamar Chase over there, though. He well, maybe he could fall down. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, and, and bro, like throwing it to uh, Tyler Boyd a lot. I'm excited to cover so, our uh, our fantasy leagues. We'll, we'll take it week by week. Week by week, we have a very competitive group of people in this uh, 
in this fantasy. We take it seriously. Even the, there might not be any money, although for the fans at the $20 buy, you might not see that money. Just, we, might, we might do money. We'll see. We'll figure it out. When the time uh, we'll comes. consider it. We'll consider it. Chris won't do it. Though, oh, of course he won't. No, he won't. Sorry, Chris, if you're listening to this. He's but not, He's not listening. He's not listening to this. But, but things can change. Things can change. But we'll see. We'll see, but it's gonna be a lot of fun. I know you want to get raining about this again, but my Yankees are on a big tear. Okay, Gallon Rizzo giving me my lefty bats, great fielding. Rizzo, we'll pace the entire roster is dead from COVID right now, but we're still finding we're up right now, three one, still winning games. We're coming up. We're gonna hopefully make the playoffs this year. After I thought, and you could definitely put the recording. You saying we have no hope to make the playoffs unless we go crazy free agency, which we did. Mm-hmm. But it's it's looking good in New York. Well. Half of it. And I think it, the, the entire year has been looking good for one half of New York. The first half, it, first half, it was the like Queens, and now it looks like it's the Bronx. The Bronx upcoming. And the Bronx got their, there the, are two Italians. You know, it's a big uh, Italian exactly. population. They were like, New York. They, they were, Brian Cashman was like, okay, what do we need more? The Italians. Italian, that's what we need. Martin Gallo need. and Rizzo. You know, the delis are going crazy. Exactly. The They're hitting bombs. Yeah. The pizzerias. Uh, I think Rizzo is also a guy I want to see return as a New York Yankee to next season because it is a contract year for him. And I think we trade Voight possibly, depending if we could. It depends how we move guys because he could be a DH or another bat. Voting it depends. I don't know if you want to just hoard first baseman like that. If the, if you could find a deal for him, if he wants to stick, come back in a limited uh, platoon role, absolutely. The thing is, though, we have, a like I said, a team of DHs now. We have a lot of bets. Before I was, I was like I said a lot how it didn't make sense, but now with the introduction of two lefties, the lineup is starting to you know take fruition. You got two great outfielders, like fielding wise. Uh, I want to see. See, I was using him in the show, and I'm forgetting his name, but I, and I had a whole rant about it. But I want to see Brett get benched for Aaron Hicks. No, not Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks was hurt, anyways. Oh, Jacoby Ellsbury. You're gonna be mad. Hold on. This is good, good uh, podcasting right here. But yes, come on, right? You know the name. I I, I was ranting about I, him for a minute. Oh yeah. Well, you know, unfortunately, I don't remember. How do you know the Yankees roster? God. I know. How do I not know the Yankees roster? I know. I like Odor at third base has been I, but once we get Ursula back, Ursula's an animal. But. Yeah, only if I knew the Yankees roster. Only if I knew what the Somerset Patriots roster looked like. No, that's that's the double A. You're talking. You, you got to be thinking about the triple A roster. What that? The are they from like? Was it? Uh, they're from. Scranton. That's what I thought. That's what I thought it's like was it like Scranton Wilkes Bear? Was that what they call it? Their full name? Yeah. That's right. I know the. It used to be the Trent Thunder in the trip uh, double A. I remember those days. See, this is triggering me because I can't figure it out. Left field. Oh my god, there's 80 guys. Is it center fielder? Where is he? Is it Florial? No, it's not Jonathan Florial. Davis. Can you stop? I don't know. I'm trying to help you. You reading the same names as me is not getting us somewhere. Florial? <laughs> Honestly, we're gonna have to move on because I'm that yeah, but let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay, I guess we're not moving on. Uh, yes, the Yankees. I guess Keep I'll talking. put. Them, I guess talking. I'll put on my point. The Yankees are now winning games. 
which is crazy because it felt like a month ago we were we're talking well, about them tanking. We were talking about them possibly selling at the deadline, and Aaron Boone's job being on the line, and Brian Cashman's job being on the line, and a huge sort of shakeup. In and the it's Bronx. it's crazy how this how good this division is in the American League, because well you have four teams that all have a fair chance of me of winning the division. You have well all four teams are above sixty wins right now. Which not there's some teams that don't have a leader above sixty wins. Speaking of the NL East, thank you. Um, I, I I'm really happy that you uh, emphasize that. Like, like I didn't know. Tampa is right now go. I think they're gonna win, but it's kind of a fight for the wild card. But now you have Boston Yankees and Toronto all within two and a half games of each other. And watch out for Baltimore. Thirty games behind. Yeah. <laughs> watch out. That's crazy. Shout out to Baltimore. But now looking at the NL East, I think Philly is really going to say they've been playing phenomenally as of late. And the Mets, as you can tell, on a four-game losing streak have just been looking abysmal. If they slip below Washington, call it a wrap. I'm already calling it a wrap. It's done. It's done. You're one game above 500. It's done. It's done. Uh, so you it's have done. any chance at the playoffs? Right now, no. So what if the Mets going to the office into, into the post? Are you guys sellers? Are you buyers? Do you have a chance of next year? Or do you sell and I, hope to hoard? I think prospects I think it's just farm? I think it's a big retool. I think it's a big retool. I think you need to look. Unfortunately, this core has kind of failed us right now. Conforto, I don't want to see him next year. We're talking about good, don't want to see him next year. We're talking year. about good players that don't make sense together. The, your entire infield is just a mishmash of talent. It is, and but. I just don't Peter know Alonso what playing ass. You got two short stops that haven't played yet together. McNeil kind of is just like the utility guy that plays wherever the hell you guys have a hole. Don't have a true third baseman. You know, there's a lot to talk about with the Mets and how frustrating they are because unfortunately, it seems like they don't really care about winning. It's all it feels like they are just happy to be there because they all like each other. And they all like they all like each other because people on Twitter are are mocking them because it, they're saying, "Oh, they don't care about winning. It's all about chemistry. It's all about chemistry." And look, listen, Steve Cohen coming in. I'm very happy. It was a it was a fun off season. Just having a presence of a new owner that really cares about this team. Now his first season, they have a, he has a month left in his, in his new season. His first season as majority owner. The whole honeymoon phase is done. Now it's time. No, if criticism if, has set in, if you really are, if you're really set on being a winner, like like Steve Cohen has said, now this is the off season to really shake up the players, the coaching staff, especially the coaching staff, because Luis Rojas, Luis Rojas, looks like he could be on his way out, which I don't mind whatsoever. I know the players like him. I know they respect him a lot, but I don't care. I care about winning. I, I, I care well, about winning. You need you have pitchers that aren't staying healthy. You have you have players that don't stay healthy. Javi Baez is out now. I'm saying, but the question you have a big question with your pitchers, right? You have guys coming for contracts. You don't know if they can even pitch. You have you need a bullpen. You have the infield that's very confusing at the current time. You got to sell on Conforto. Look, the the pitching. Overperformed this first half of the season. They were great. But they were carrying. I can't even say they off- underperformed now because they don't even exist. 
I just don't know. I still blame on Rojas for just burning arms constantly, just burning these arms. You know, uh, Miguel Castro, the first month or two, was electric, electric. But he kept using him all the time, and his arm shot, and his ERA went from, like, a 1.5, 1.6, and it's not like a 3.5, 3.6. Like, they're, he's, these arms are getting absolutely killed. But the thing is, like, the lo- the highest ERA – on the team, I believe is Edwin Diaz with like a four. Everyone else is below a four. So it's not terrible. You're a bunch of mediocrity, basically. Well, it's better than the past other bullpens that we've had. But the offense, the offense, the offense, the offense has been like can't score runs. Abysmal. It's been abysmal. It's been abysmal. I forgot a stat. I saw a stat. It was like I forgot it was like their OPS or something. Like some stat. There were four points above. The, the franchise, the franchise worst uh, season, damn, which was the nineteen sixty two Mets. It was that their first season. It was their first season. People regard them as the worst team of all time. They are four points above the worst team in, in, <laughs> in, baseball, in history. baseball history. But no, Pilons would come out and say, "Oh, don't worry, don't believe in us," you know. You got to believe, guys. You know, we're going to figure it out. It's like, dude, it's August. We got a month left. You already lost the lead. Lost the lead. You, 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 lost the, you lost first place. You lost first place. In third place now. Now you're in third place. You might not even see the playoffs now. You, you ha- In the NL East, you have to win the division to okay. advance. Exactly. It's like the, uh, what should I call it? The NFC East in, in, in uh, football. I mean, you have to win the division to advance. Like, exactly. You're not making a wild card spot. Exactly, and it's really disappointing because I thought the best part of this off, best part of this team heading to the season, and you can even quote me back in the podcast, and you can say a lot of things as well. A lot of people said it was the lineup. The lineup was really good with Lindor, with Alonzo, with McNeil, but it's by far the worst thing. It's by far the worst thing. They can't score runs. They leave runners on base all the time. They're a frustrating bunch. They're back to the frustrating bunch that – Years past had it's disappointing, but you know, after the trade deadline, when they kept losing, I was already prepared for the collapse and it happened. And I just don't feel anything, I don't feel anything with this team. I they've really disappointed me. I like, I know the last podcast that we recorded that unfortunately won't see the light of day. I was screaming, I was ranting, I was pissed off. But now I'm just like, whatever. Because it's the one thing we explained. It follows the same Mets trajectory that it does every season. You overperform, the expectations get too high, you guys fall behind, and then you're going to make a last second tear at the end and fall short. Happens every time. They're going to do it. Nice little collapse, and the upswing happens right at the end, but just not enough. Because disappointing, because the thing is, they were on. A gradual uphill trajectory, like maybe they kind of flatlined in around July. They like, flatlined a little bit, but they were it was like a slow, like okay, 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 okay. Wait till the trade deadline where we reinforce. But the thing is, it's not a slow grad, it's a nosedive. Yeah, it's a nosedive. And then you then it's an uphill battle for the rest of the season for you guys. Exactly. You, like, like, you can never be ahead fighting off, you're always below trying to grab up. Nope, not at all. I Every game is game seven of the World Series with the with these guys. It doesn't matter. 
if you're playing against the Pirates, Diamondbacks, the Nationals, Orioles. Who, the Orioles. It doesn't matter. You have, uh, like, when you have a seven run. Marlins, the Marlins even give you trouble. We lost. We, we had a. We just, lost a series. We lost a series of three to one. The Marlins. That I, I know, like the, the more I guess throwing like a small caveat. The Marlins always play hard against the Mets. They always do. But you gotta, you gotta win the series. Of course, you gotta. Even if win you're not gonna series. sweep them, you should sweep them. To be brutally honest, but ideally, you have to win the series, let alone lose the series. This team fucking sucks. Like it would be I disappointing if they team. split the series. It'd be disappointing. I'm already disappointed. They're they've won what two games, three games since the trade deadline. Like, and I keep saying this: baseball is so much fun now. These Yankees get me excited. This roster gets me excited. I've been having a great time watching them, seeing them in person. I've seen more Yankees games than I have in a while. Like in person, yeah. Um, the Bronx has energy. The stadium has energy. Even in a game I saw against the Orioles, there was energy in the crowd. Yeah. Well, and uh, like, look, look in comparison, the game that we went on July 4th. It was packed. It was packed. But there was one team with the Mets that were having a lot of high momentum. There were a lot of people who were excited. And they made a lot of noise where the Yankees were kind of in this weird, funky position. And the fans, yeah, they made noise, but, but they, they were, were frustrated. They were upset. And look look now, I'm, go- I'm going to the Met game tomorrow. Are you really? I'm going to the Met game tomorrow against the Nationals. I wonder how the look. It's it's probably gonna be exciting. He's making an appearance in Liam Hall. No, it's just me and the fam. Oh, me and the family, and it's gonna be a lot of fun until the fourth inning comes around when they're down five nothing, and my dad says, "Time to beat the rush." Oh, he's like that. Of course, he's like that. Are you guys? You guys have parking lots over there in City Field, right? They do, and it's oh. It's a lot. It's great. It's definitely better than uh, Yankee Stadium. Just put in the middle Yankee, of the Bronx. Yankee Stadium is the worst. The no, worst. The stadium is amazing. It's just that the look. It's it's more difficult. Which is why it's the worst. But the subway drops you off on top of the stadium. So, well, yeah, it's fine. Well, City Field has that too. Although it's the honestly the subway to City Field is awful because yeah. it's it's the last stop from, from World Trade Center to the Yankee Stadium is a straight beeline. Drop you off right next to the stadium. Yeah, and oh, well, yeah, city, city feels a, it's not right direct. It's a, you have to walk a little bit, but it's not too bad. But it's the worst no, because the, the stop is literally Yankee Stadium, yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, it's like it's I forgot, like it's like Willett's Point, it's like Mets Willett's Point, but it's the worst subway, right? I recommend you not take the subway to City Field because it's terrible. Just drive in, pay, pay the parking fee, whatever the 20 bucks or whatever crap it is, just park. I also park in the back too. You t- take the walk. Thing, I like to stay the whole game, even though if like to blow. I, I, I like to. Yeah. I like to stay through nine innings. I like. I like it too. I want to. My dad does not. Like especially it. I like hearing. You know, I like seeing that final pitch, especially on a win. They play the New York. I like hearing it. It's a good vibe. It's a good. It's just. Yeah. A nice, it's a nice stadium. I look. I've I've left extra inning games before with my with my family. Cause my dad is like, gotta go home. That's the worst. Yeah. My dad, dad does that. Too. Every dad does every that. Dad does no that. one wants to send traffic. Every, every dad does that too. But um, but um, Mets figure it out. USA won the Olympics. That's why that was a random statement. But cool. Congrats. Remember when we were all doubting them? Quotes doubting them. Oh, you're talking about basketball. I was just saying in general they won the Olympics. But oh, we knew Team USA but, was gonna win gold. If anything, yeah, they were gonna worst case scenario get silver. But I wanted to see Luca get a medal. 
Uh, I don't know if they got bronze. I don't know what happened with that. I forget. No, I don't think so. I would have seen a million posts about it. Yeah, true. Probably got fourth. I wanted to see him get a medal real bad for Slovenia. He cared more than anyone in the Olympics. Of course, when your team's that's their first appearance in the uh, basketball with a bunch of plumbers. I mean, you almost want he should have won that game against France, to be honest. Yeah. And shout out to France. They're putting up a good fight against uh, the U.S. Slovenia. (laughs) They'd be Slovenia. Like, come on, guys. Well, yeah, but they put a good fight against the U.S. Oh, against the U.S., they did. That's why. That's what I'm saying. Fournier and Gobert, one-two combo for the ages. Yeah, so good on you. I did. You watch anything for the Olympics? Did you watch any Olympics? Any, any Olympic sports? My dad always watches, so I watch it with him. I saw a couple sprinting events, a couple hundred meter dashes, but not really. Yeah, no, I, I can. You know which Olympics shit. I watch a lot? I think the London Olympics. I watch okay. like like. A lot. I had the yeah. app and I was looking at the medals and I was watching oh, everything. Nice. Beautiful. But now I really don't even care. To be yeah, honest. If it's on, it's on. I'll watch it. My dad likes watching stupid shit like yeah. that, so I'll see. Yeah. A couple swimming events. Exactly. Synchronized swimming is kind of cool. Diving, I meant synchronized yeah. diving. Okay, I'm more excited for the X Games more than this Olympics. I don't watch the X Games at all. X Games is sick. Bring back the summer. It was cool that they brought the skateboarding into the Olympics, though. That's cool. Those outfits they had were really cool, sponsored by Nike. They were wearing the Nike Dunks and they had the whole fit going on. Like actual skate culture outfit, too. The uniforms are cool. Shout out to Nike. I miss the X Games. I miss OG X Games. You're talking about like Sean White X Games. Sean White, uh, Tony Hawk, Travis Pastrana. Tony all those Hawk guys is the most unrecognized superstar of all time. I, I think no, I, I think no, you can notice him. No, people there people, was no, there was one lady that came he was telling the story. The lady came up to him and was like, Damn, you look like uh or I think they asked me, like, oh, you look like Tony Hawk. And he was like <laughs> He's like, Oh. I keep looking at Tony Hawk, I'm like, oh man. Like the he grizzled looked, vet, man. It's not even that he looks like a guy that looks like Tony Hawk. Like he does, like he yeah. doesn't he like nobody right, he goes in public, nobody recognizes him. But the amount of money he made from all those skate games, stuff like that, he's like a mega ultra star. He pioneered the entire sport. Yeah, he globalized it in a sense, like mainstream, like just games, game uh, video games. Him. Yeah. He has his own uh clothing brand, birdhouse. Like he's he's sick. I love the X Games. And he's a very humble guy. Very humble guy. Very humble guy. Always, I always wanted to do like those sports, like skateboarding, like mainly like I like uh, skate culture. Like, like skate culture is cool. I could yeah. definitely see you being a skate culture guy. I was all about the motocross. Travis Pastrana, Ricky Carmichael, busting out pair of vans going over to Brundage Park. Uh, a scooter. No. I could be a scooter guy. No, because they're phonies. They're sellouts. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. For no, just relax. I'm kidding. No, but uh, I'd wear the dunks. Nah. Not, I'm not more. I'm, I'm wear the. I'd have to wear the Nike dunks, not the Vans. Of course, of course. But yeah, like a true phony. <laughs> like a true phony, exactly. But um, but yeah. Do, no. you, do you notice you say that a lot? But um, I do every say time that. I finish a sentence, you go. I, but um, I, I do say that. <laughs> I, I do say that. But um, uh, <laughs> was that on purpose? And that was on purpose. Relax. Okay. Relax. But but thank you for tuning in, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Just wait. Just, just wait, just wait, and rest in peace, Trevor Moore from Ways Kids. You know, rest in peace. He's a legend. Go check out his uh, Ways Kids. You know stuff, and also his like stand ups and songs and all that. He's a really funny guy. Rest in peace, legend. And give us Donda.